You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today on Creative Quarantine, I actually talked to Madeline Paquette and Coleman Clark uh, to chat a little bit about the 24 hour plays. Uh, for those who don't know, the 24 hour plays is an incredible organization uh, that supports the arts, including. Dun, da, 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 plays and musicals um and they do it through these incredible programs where they literally create a play or a musical in 24 hours and since social distancing has been happening and also this idea of stay-at-home orders they have been working on a brand new project called the 24-hour monologues so we had a little bit of a chance to chat with them about how they're still able to do their work right now by using this new format of the internet and still bringing artists together Uh, and it was incredible conversation and we also talked to them about why they do the work they do and why they're so passionate about being producers and also being part of this incredible organization you know what i'm gonna say i hope you enjoy this conversation as much as i did all right so it is a thursday um we made it to a thursday although to be honest i've stopped counting the days of the week so here we are and i am here the first time with two guests are who are here representing the 24-hour plays, Madeline and Coleman. Hi. Hello. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah. So one of the things for folks who don't know, so let's just start off with a primer. Uh, for folks who are just tuning in and who may not know about 24-hour plays, I know we got some big fans out there who were tweeting out today that they were going to be watching. Um, can you, for us, one, say what your role is with 24-hour plays, and then in your own words, give me like that 10 seconds, you know, 30 seconds, this is what 24-hour plays is and does. Sure. Um, I can start. Um, I'm Coleman Clark. I'm the deputy director, um, and we can get into like what that means later. Um, And... You know, it's interesting that you said like in our own words, because uh, Madeline and I, along with Mark, just spent um, a good amount of time reworking our mission statement. So now I can proudly say that the mission statement is in our own words. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So I I will say I'll I'll tell you that because I think that's actually a really good reflection of who we are. So um, we bring together creative communities to produce new plays and musicals in 24 hours. that happens all around the world um, with all kinds of different creative communities. Um, and yeah, that's who we are, Madeline. Uh, and I'm Madeline. I'm the general manager at the 24 Hour Plays. And yeah, Coleman is right, literally, all, literally right now in Finland, 
there is a production of uh, like an online version that is happening, uh, which I was just uh, thinking like about the right time. now, literally <laughs> right now. Um, so when we say all around the world, we really do mean all around the world. And that's pretty incredible, right? Because I, I, I want to like reiterate that this happens in 24 hours. Can you break down for folks? Because I, I so secretly, everyone I, I know, because I've, I've seen it and it's amazing and it's fascinating uh, to see what can happen in 24 hours um, mm -hmm. with, with, because this is not just someone gets a script in 24 hours. This is within 24 hours, this is written and practiced and tech and then performed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, all, all of that and more. <laughs> <laughs> so can you break down what, what, how that starts, how the day starts? Because a lot of people who are, are well-known names participate in this because it is, some, it is a nonprofit that does sell tickets for charity. Absolutely. You want to go, Matt? You want to start? I'll I'll jump yeah, in at like yeah, hour yeah, twelve we'll or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So we'll we'll break up the day. Um. So the twenty four hours starts like this. We get together a bunch of writers, directors, and actors, and everyone meets the night before at like eight or nine p.m. for the meet and greet. Um. Usually that's in the theater or in the lobby of the theater in a big circle. Everyone gathers in a big circle, and everyone brings a prop and a costume that they'd like to offer into the center um, that could be used in the shows that are written and then perform the next night. And then the actors say any special skills and if they've always wanted to do something on stage but never have. So that could be like people who tend to play uh, the villain really wanna play like the hero or people wanna die on stage or you know jump out of an airplane or something. Or yeah interpretive like dance you know or you know dress like the kid from where the wild things are because that was what happened the year i was there mm -hmm. that's right that's right yeah so that was like one of the props and costumes that got thrown into the middle um so that all of that just inspires the playwrights and gives everyone like a really good chance to meet each other most of the time meet each other again in this kind of creative way right um it's a it, is a really good kickoff to like what the whole 24 hours will be. Um, so that happens. The actors go away, hopefully to get some sleep. And then the directors and writers stay around and cast the plays. And they have a short second to talk to each other before the directors also leave. And then the writers stay up all night writing these plays, usually with our fearless artistic director, Mark Armstrong. I've done it a couple of times. Um, so that part is a lot of fun, just being with playwrights when they're like, oh, I've got the perfect idea. And then they write for a few hours and then go, maybe that wasn't the perfect idea, but it's now going to be the perfect idea again. And they'll like get a reboost of energy or something like that. So um, they write overnight. The scripts are due for the regular process, Madeline. It's 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're due at 6 a.m. We go into a frenzy of printing and duplicating all the scripts for the actors and everyone. And then the actors and directors meet again at eight when they start rehearsing and the playwrights go home. Yeah. So hopefully at that point, the playwrights are asleep for at least a couple of hours uh, while the directors and writers are doing their first rounds of rehearsals in the room. Um, then in the afternoon, uh, we have a very, very abbreviated down to a science tech rehearsal process where everybody gets just about 20 minutes to check their play on stage. Uh, and then uh, at eight o'clock that night, the show goes up on brand new plays uh, that are likely never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, for for both of you, and I always love because this is this is a lot of work um, because it just it doesn't happen just in one place. It happens around the world. Um, this is the type of job you have because you're passionate about the thing. This is not a this is not something that you take lightly for the amount of sleep that you just mentioned that you don't get. Uh, so we we can start off with Madeline. Like for you, why why this? Why because I feel like this is also a giving back. This is a giving back to community. And I'd also like, you know, for you to kind of articulate, like, where do the, like, what the programs do uh, on side of this big production that happens um, a couple of times in multiple places around the world a year? Absolutely. So for me, um, my first experience with the 24-hour plays uh, was actually when I was in college. Um, my university did a licensed production of the show for the first time my junior year, uh, back when I was thinking I was going to be an actor. Um, and I wrote for that production. Um, and it was one of the very first, like, it was an experience that I look back on as something that changed the trajectory of my career and that was so exciting and just a totally different way of thinking about making work and how work can respond to the moment just immediately um, without this gigantic years long development process or this gigantic years long auditioning and never getting anything process. Um, so I participated in that for my last two years of school and then was a participant in our Young Artists Education Program, the 24 Hour Plays Nationals as a producer, um, which is uh, one of the things that our charitable efforts support. Um, and then I jumped on board like very, very part-time for our Broadway show in 2018, I think. Uh, and then have just been been really hooked on it ever since. I mean, hooked on it even before that, but hooked on it and in the office uh, ever since. Um, and yeah, I just think it's, it's really, what is exciting to me about 24-Hour Play is, is the ability of this process, like I said, to respond to things immediately and how people are feeling right now, which is something that I think, especially in New York theater, um, things get stuck in this development process forever, which is wonderful and really beneficial to a lot of work, but does mean that the stuff that you're seeing on stage can sometimes reflect what people were thinking about a couple of years ago, even if it, it does still feel very relevant. The 24 hour place is so much in the here and now. What about you, Coleman? Um, I've been thinking about that question a lot since, especially since being in quarantine, because we're all just like on our own devices talking to each other. Um, and in, in reflecting, I think, especially in the past, um, six months, um, since I became the deputy director here, I, I've figured out more of like why I am here, which is, is all to say that I usually jump into a project just because I, something about it excites me, but I'm not very good at articulating it. So I've been with this company going like, I love this. And this feels like, you know, where I should be, but I'm not sure why or what it means to my art. But mm -hmm. I'm now kind of looping back and figuring out that I think like getting creative people together to and, and on, a, on a similar mission to make something that like will never happen again is what I love. That's why I like doing theater is there's is, is getting those people in the room. And I think that's that's where the producer side of me comes from. That's where the director side of me comes from. And the 24 hour plays does that exclusively. That's all we do is get people in a room together and say like, now you've got everything you need, go and make something 
incredible or wild or something that you just have never seen anywhere else um, or will ever see again. So that's, that's why I like it. So I think that's an interesting point that you kind of talked about is this idea of quarantine, this idea of we're in this moment. Um, now for, for everyone who's kind of out there, we're all watching on our devices. We're all consuming a lot of information. We're binge watching, we're doing all of these things. And one of the things that you mentioned about this process of the 24 hour plays is the coming together. It's being in the same place. Mm -hmm. It's being able to do this communal thing that really takes a lot of tech, a lot of being in the same space with each other, a lot of back and forth, a lot of face-to-face -face conversation, and that's shifted, right? Um, but it feels like, and if folks have been paying attention to 24-hour plays, um, there was a very quick shift uh, and a very immediate response uh, utilizing monologues and technology. So can you talk to me a little bit about how 24-hour plays has been able to adjust to social distancing and what the objectives were uh, in making kind of this shift in programming because you were getting ready because we, uh, I also have a podcast at the green space and 24 hour plays is about to do podcasts at the green space, like the same week. Uh, and then suddenly everything was canceled. And so I love that this immediately was done, but I'd love to get some more insight on the thought process and, you know, tell everybody about the monologues. So battling. Yeah. So one thing we've been talking about a lot on our team is how lucky we feel to be such a small team at 24 hour plays. Um, you know, we're our our office is like about the size of the room I'm sitting in my apartment right now, and the room I'm in is not very large. Um, <laughs> so uh, because we're such a small team, sometimes that can feel like a, a challenge because we have to bring on so many additional volunteers for shows, and we're working on so many different things. But in this time, it's felt like something that has been a real benefit for us mm. because when we had to cancel that podcast show just a couple days before it happened, um, when this new idea kind of came across our desks or virtual desks, I guess, um, we were able to immediately pivot and make it happen like basically right away. Um, Coleman, do you want to talk about where the idea for this came from? Because I feel like I, I learned about it like the Monday morning that we were doing it. That we were doing it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sure. So, um, so the story goes, um, Howard Sherman, um, a longtime friend of the 24 hour plays and uh, used to work in the same office as us in the new school. Um, he came to Mark with an idea, came to him virtually um, with the idea of doing some sort of online monologues in 24 hours and, and felt like monologues were the right format and also knew that the 24 hour plays were the people that get people together really quickly and can respond. Um, so. Howard went to Mark and texted him on that Saturday. So I think Broadway had shut down the Thursday night, right? Um, we had gone remote on Friday. That's also when we had canceled our podcast that was the following Monday. So just a couple of days before the podcast, our first podcast episode, we had to cancel that one. Um, Howard came to Mark with this idea and they started texting about it. And then Mark immediately called me and he said, we've got this crazy thing. I know we've been gearing up to do this podcast. So all of our creative energy has been going towards one thing that just kind of got pulled out, you know, the rug got pulled out from under us. What if we were able to use some of the same people and the support that we've been building up for one show, just kind of in a, in a different way, let's just direct our energy 
Um, and so naturally, um, we all just said yes. Um, when Mark comes to us with a with an amazing wild idea, we all just yeah. say yes. And um, and yeah, and now it's been six weeks of um, creating new monologues every like Monday night into Tuesday. So they're always released up up until now. Have been released on Tuesday night. But that first process, we didn't even start contacting people. We didn't even really firmly decide we were 100% doing it until Monday morning. So we didn't even start reaching out to people for that first week. And like, literally it was like, your meet and greet video is due at six. Can you get it to us in an hour? Um, yeah. No big deal. Cool, cool, cool. Just yeah. like, you know, you got this. You're talented. You're an actor. You know, that was better to do. You're not going outside. Yeah. Well, and and we started out with one email that well, and Madeline sends them every week. But one email asking our friends, like you know, and and the people that now we have this big web of artists who um, are participating and want to participate in this. The email simply says, "Respond yes, and you're in." Don't respond, and we know that it's not the right time or place for you to do this because that's the other thing. So we just started sending a bunch of emails saying, like, if you're in, say yes, and you're you've got a slot, and that's how it started. And I love that, right? Because it gives someone ability to practice their craft, but also the space to take a step back and say, this isn't the time without that that looming era of guilt, right? Because it yeah. is it has been a very rough time for stage and theater and, and, and Broadway. And to be honest, I'm, we're actually very excited that, you know, this show is part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Uh, I know we, I don't know if we've said that enough on the show in that, the show then gets turned into a podcast, thanks to Matt Storm, who is in the comments. Yeah. What up, Matt? We love Matt Storm. Hi, Matt Storm. Such a good, such a good egg. Um, and then that podcast goes over to the Broadway Podcast Network, who's doing a lot of work um, to ensure that actors are getting access and, and work and help. And so I love the fact that you give that space um, for folks to breathe. Uh, for you, uh, he put a heart in the comments, by the way, uh, for you, how has this personally kind of shifted your, um, creative process? Because I think I don't want it to get lost in all of this, that yes, you both work for the 24 hour plays, but you are also creatives that bring your creative juices to making all of this happen and your insight in, and it has shifted from you all being in the office together to not being in the same states. I mean, certainly the not us not all being in one space has been it's been an adjustment, I think. Um, uh, you know, we were chatting a little bit beforehand about Slack, right? Um, and and Slack has become sort of like our virtual office. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> And so obviously that's, that's required a little bit of a change in how we work. Um, but it's, it's in the same way as Colbin was talking about, you know, it's exciting to bring together um, the artists and the, the actors and the playwrights that we work with, certainly. Um, but it's also been an exciting opportunity for us to call together the like 24 hour plays Avengers um, in terms of kind of creating our, our dream team behind the scenes as well. Wait, explain more. 24 <laughs> oh i just that was, i coined that term because i was like feeling like it's this superhero and i love it right now are you like 24 hour avengers assemble is that was that where we're going with this i like it i'm into it yeah i also feel like someone needs to write this this into a play and i want it to happen 
the process non-fiction. of the 24-hour plays? Yeah. Creative nonfiction, 24-hour plays, Avengers Assemble, and everyone takes on a superhero personality. You're welcome. A very, see, there we go. There's the opening video for next week, Coleman. Yeah, yeah. We're always <laughs> looking for a new opening video. This one's an animated superhero movie. Oh, perfect. Everyone has their own superhero persona. I see capes. I see lots of lycra. I see... That's right. Fantastic. <laughs> what about you, Coleman? Um, well, talking about creativity, I just realized like what's on the wall. I'm, <laughs> I... Um, I'm not in my own home, but th- <gasps> this is this is wild. <laughs> Men land on the okay. Sorry, um, I miss the I, tennis rackets. To be honest, oh, but... I know. I, I I have another room in in this house that I'm in right now with tennis rackets on the walls that I I could have shown you. Not about my creativity. Um, <laughs> I what I was going to mention is that um, yeah, I um, as an artist, I've gone like in and out of feeling creative in this time and it's that's what i've been hearing from from so many people and some days i get up and i'm like today is about getting the essentials done like let me get out of bed and get like the things done and send the emails and um read just a little bit of the news or something but and then other days i'm like really on fire and ready to start doing something so um i i don't know if that really answers your question but just to say that it's it, it it's been a total shockwave and and figuring out how we do that together is the 24-hour plays has been exciting because yeah. um if anything i think it's united our team in a nice way so like when madeline's talking about the the adventures it's it that's a good comparison actually um just because of how how it's brought us together um in terms of like how how we're going to create art now and in the future so i love it all right so stormageddon has a question uh what's your favorite thing to come out of the 24-hour plays process this is like splitting babies with from the backwater this is not you're trying to make you're trying to make people be frenemies right now the friendships matt the friendships yeah yeah Matt Storm, everyone, is talking about this because he wants us to say him because it is Matt Storm who, <laughs> who is the best part of the 24-hour play. Um, I don't know. I might, I might argue that Sarah Storm also. Oh, that's a, that's a tough. That's a fight right there. Together, watch yourself. Yeah, um, I'm not going to start that. You're right. Um, yeah, the people. The people. I mean, it. Yeah just like we talked about before this kind of process is is for a certain type of artist who wants to just like uh get together and kind of inspire the people around them and talk about the right now and uh be really scared for a few hours and be really excited for another few hours and very exhausted for a little bit more like that inspires a certain type of person and it doesn't inspire every kind of artist and that's great um that's why you know there's so many different companies out there but especially the people because once you go through that process with a group of people you kind of like it's like people that you pass on the street and you kind of like you're like we you know like you know what 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 it is and i would be off brand for me if i didn't say one of my favorite things to come out of this is that not only are we doing our very exciting very celebrity laden show on our instagram but there are something like 30 schools now all around the country and around the world uh, who are doing their own licensed versions of the 24-hour plays viral monologues uh, that I just found the explosion of that happening during this crazy time, during this time where 
all of these drama students I have to imagine are, are reeling from canceled spring productions and and just everything changing in general um, to see that explosion of work happening not just from the crazy people in our office but from evidently similarly like driven wild people all around the world uh, has been really inspiring to me. I think you brought up a very good point and I must have, I must have confession time. So I was a drama club president uh, with Desmond Society. I lettered, lettered in drama. Uh, It's a thing that you could do at my school for some reason. I also lettered in choir, which tells you what kind of drama club nerd I was. Uh, I don't know that that was the thing. That was the thing for me was fall musical spring stage every single year, right? And I think that's absolutely incredible and really talks to the impact of um, the organization. And you talk to folks, can you talk a little bit more about um, this side that does do the encouragement, the, the facilitation of young folks getting involved in theater? Because I think that's also really important and why I really was like, yeah, of course, this is amazing. I'm, I'm here for it because for some people and for some young people, theater is the way, and I, I can't tell you how many folks I've talked to, um, how many writers, how many artists that will say, I did theater in high school and it, it changed my life and, and I felt like I belong somewhere. Um, I mean, Byron Isaacs is on the show a couple weeks ago, talks about the last musical he did was Guys and Dolls. And I'm like, never would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> never would have, but here we are. Um, so I, I'd love to kind of talk about that impact and, and what that means as it the, the work expands out a little bit. Um, especially from you, Madeline, because you seem like you, obviously this is your experience. Yeah. So because I like my first experience with the 24 hour plays was through a licensed production, it's something that I'm I'm really passionate about. Um, And because I I feel like I had such a great theater experience in my high school and throughout my college experience as well, um, that I'm hoping that from this position at the 24 hour plays, I can pass along a little bit of what such a great experience that I had growing up um, to other aspiring artists or other just aspiring theater fans. Um, and what I think is is so great about schools that do the 24-hour plays, which, P.S., right now, the viral monologues licenses are pay what you can. Uh, so if you're watching this and you're thinking, I want to do this, but my school's theater has no money, that's fine. Send me an email. Um, uh, but what I find so exciting about it, um, and this was the case, I actually, uh, a school in February, uh, brought me down to help out with their first licensed production that was happening down there, um, which that feels like a whole different world, like flying to do a show in person. But that's a whole, that's water under the bridge. Um, but the experience that I saw had there and what I imagine is the experience for many students around the country is that theater, being in theater is already, um, you know, such a kind of mind broadening and creative and expressive experience. But for a lot of kids in a lot of drama programs, the extent of that experience is acting on stage, um, which is fantastic and wonderful and a great experience. But what I find really exciting about the 24 hour plays, especially for high school and college students, is that for many people, it's their their first time that they're writing or it's their first time they're directing or their first time they're stage managing. Um, and it's their, even if they are actor or participants, it's probably their first time 
participating in work that was created by their peers um, and that was created perhaps in re response to their community in some way. Um, so, you know, not that like, I think we all have our formative experiences with our town in Oklahoma and any of those other kind of classic high school drama experiences. Abita, Wind in the Willow. Yes. Sure. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, that's right. And what I think what is wonderful about the 24-hour plays is it allows these people, these young artists, the opportunity to expand what being in the theater can be for them. Mm -hmm. And it's also such a it's such a tremendous bonding experience in this already usually very tight-knit community. So do you see this shift of the viral monologues? Um, the 24-hour monologues continuing to push forward. Are we are we expecting this to keep going? So this is everyone's are we, are favorite question. So, <laughs> I never know what we're supposed to say. Um, I mean, here's here's the deal. Like uh, like I said, what we do is bring creative communities together, and we will continue to do that as long as we can. Um, and that's why that's why we have that like two second clip at the end of each of the viral monologues that says like, if you wanna help us do that, donate on our page because we wanna keep doing that. We wanna keep bringing those people together. Um, so we'll do that. That's why we're here. Um, and so I, I don't know like it, you know, what form that'll take week to week, nor do we know, you know, how long we'll be uh, talking like this week to week or anything. So um, yeah, Mark, Mark encourages us to not, uh, we, we plan for the future, but yeah. to live in the moment, you know, we um, with what we have. We more than a one-time thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we, we continue to adapt. And I think, you know, that, that will always be who we are and has been since 1995. So we'll see. Well, and one of the things I love to ask uh, just our normal guests, which, you know, you guys are representing an organization, but you're also guests. Um, have there been things that you feel like uh, have been best practices as creatives, as as working with creatives that you've seen that you've had to kind of feel your way around in the last five, six, seven weeks for some of us? This is definitely in some ways a gentler 24-hour place. Does that feel right way to describe it, Coleman? Yeah. Um, just that in the in-person show, it's like when your tech time is over, your tech time is over and you have to leave the stage. Whereas here, if something happens where you miss, like you're having trouble uploading your video or someone in your family, um, like something comes up with a, the artist's children or something, um, we've definitely found not, you know, it, it feels better for them. It feels better for us. It's a better experience all around when we're not our usual, you know, production manager, like the time is over um, uh, that we would be in in-person shows. So definitely being more accommodating that people are in different places and have different things going on. And I, I will say, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I'll say kudos to like the 100 plus actors who have done this because they wake up uh, on Tuesday morning to either a one or two page script or sometimes a 10 page script. Oh yeah. So we, I mean, you can watch them yourselves. There are some incredible full length monologues. I mean, like, like that, long. That so um, anyway. Getting yeah. that 10 minute monologue. It was like the yeah. first week where we were like, oh, they'll be two minutes long. 
Yeah. Um, which means, yeah. I mean, which really, really means like, thank you for the dedication yeah. that these artists are putting into it. And we're working with, you know, throughout the day to make sure that we're all successful in this. But um, so it's gentler on, on some level and it, it gives a lot of creative control to the actors. And this is something I was going to mention about our other process too. Mark and I were talking about it just a couple of days ago because it's now, we're now kind of realizing what we have made in the last few weeks. Um, is with the 24 hour plays, like I said, everyone gets in a big circle and throws props and costumes and special skills into the circle. It actually creates an environment where the actor is a key generative artist yeah. in the participation of the play. Um, and that continues throughout the rehearsals throughout the day because, you know, similarly to a new play, the actor is the first actor to ever read that script. But truly, this actor is the only actor that has ever or will ever really read this in front, of an, in front of an audience. So it gives the actors a lot of creative control. And that is something that I'm really proud to be sharing in the monologues um, because they're handed a script and they decide what to do with it from there. I mean, they'll have stage directions that says, can you wear that funny hat? If, if it's not raining, will you go to the roof? Or, you know, like usually the writers give suggestions on things to do. And what we've seen is like reading a script Tuesday morning and then seeing a video um, that night, like um, go watch Stephanie Shu's video of um, uh, the lemon. Um, it's all about a lemon. Um, it, wonderful example of like how an actor can really take a script and, and, and go have fun with it. Um, or like use the circumstance like to the best of her advantage, you know. This week's like, five minutes in this hallway was a short film. And came to us that way. I mean, yeah. Talk about especially this week. We just started the musical, so if you haven't seen, um, if you haven't seen this week, the um, monologues that were uh, released Tuesday night. There are ten of them, and they are all musicals. And in my opinion, they are all gorgeous. They yeah. really are like like pieces of theater that I continue to watch day after day. Larry Owens, y'all. Larry Owens has, I just have to say, has been nominated for the past two weeks, has gotten nominations on the days that he's doing 24 hour plays. How does someone do that? He Larry like, Owens does it, it over and over again. Yeah. How he does it. Yeah. So, so here's the deal. Uh, how do people find all of this amazing stuff and how do people follow 24 hour plays? So you can find all of the viral monologues on our Instagram. Um, they're published on our Instagram page at 24hourplays um, and their Instagram TV videos. They are also hosted on our website, www.24hourplays.com. Um, they're also on Facebook. You can share them there. And a special project that we just started. Madeline, you want to pitch it? I know yeah, you're excited. I was waiting. I, wasn't, I was not sure if you were going to talk about it. Do so, it, do um, it. So with the, the support of Access uh, Art New York, um, mm -hmm. we're uh, working on providing closed caption videos of our monologues on YouTube uh, because Instagram doesn't have um, a native captioning ability, uh, which was a, we picked Instagram just because it was where our audience was. And again, we were thinking about this about 36 hours before they went live. And so when we discovered that they weren't captioned um, and there was no way to caption, um, that was something that especially in these times, uh, we were really excited about being able to make these accessible to a wider audience. Great. So you can get those on our YouTube channel mm -hmm. now. Just 20, just 24 hour plays, right? Yeah. yeah. Word. Well, I, I want to thank you both. This was amazing and, and 
so much fun. And also now I have some more things to binge watch, clearly. Because <laughs> uh, I haven't checked out the Instagram this week. It's been, it, I don't know how it's Thursday. I don't really know how we got yeah. here. Same. But Every here week. we are. Um, but thank you so, 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 so much for being here, Madeline Coleman. Uh, tune in tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We will have Samus, uh, who is going to be talking about some dope stuff that she is working on, as well as the fact she is still remote teaching right now. Hmm. Yeah. But I want to thank you again. And if you have not checked out the 24-hour plays, please, please, please go check it out. Um, some incredible talent. Some big names, but also just regardless of the name, just amazing, amazing, amazing pieces uh, of just great content. Just, uh, honestly. Thank you. Thanks for Thank having you us. So much. Creative Quarantine is hosted by Angelique Rocher. It's produced by Angelique Rocher, Sarah Storm, and Matt Storm. Our logo is designed by Aaron Leffler. New streaming episodes are available Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern and Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on AngeliqueRocher.com forward slash creative quarantine. Podcasts are made available the morning after each live streamed episode wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and visit us on Instagram at creative.quarantine and Twitter at creativequeteen. Please send this to a friend who needs a little artistic company and stay at home if you possibly can. We'll see you soon. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.